What is going on, Phoenix Suns fans? Here we are back on He's on Fire podcast, the first edition of this week's drops. Gonna come at you every single night. Tonight we've got So Says Jay on Twitter, but Justin from Fanning the Flames. Tomorrow we've got Darth Voida from Suns Jam podcast. On Thursday, we got Matthew Lissy. So we're going to have the tandem on Tuesday and Thursday. And on Wednesday, we're going to have the one and only Dan Duarte, who is now back on Twitter again. And then on Friday, uh, my my homie Jails, who did the logo and who did the song that y'all just heard, he's going to be on as well, too. But we need to get to the play in tournament. We need to bring everybody on today. Uh, first and foremost, Justin, what is going on, man? Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Coach, what's up, my man? Hey, appreciate you guys as always having me on. Always down to talk a little Suns basketball, especially now. You know, we've got a little little time to wait and see what's coming next for us, right? So it's a perfect time to, to chat about what's coming and, and look forward to this, uh, what, I'm, what I'm expecting to be a very long and fruitful playoff run. Long and fruitful playoff run. It'll be... It'll be a bountiful of riches come June, right? Uh, Got to bring on my co-host. Can't wait. Hey, Joyce. What's going on, man? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Can't wait till Sunday. I am like, like I woke up this morning at the edge of my bed just like this, just waiting. You like, know, Here we go. Here we go. Just waiting for the victims, man. So, <laughs> But no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good too. You know, I was going through all the stats and everything that I wanted to bring up and I hit, uh, we're going live and I'm like, man. I don't even know what I'm going to say right now because I'm just focused on everything that we're about to talk about. And it's all about the play in tournament right now. So real quick, I want to bring up uh, the bracket if it will let me. This is the official bracket coming out. And we kind of touched on a lot of things yesterday. We touched on we all think that Chicago is going to fall flat on their face against Minnesota. I think they're going to win one game. I think they're just going to win one, and that's going to be it. We touched on the Philadelphia-Toronto headline when it comes to Matisse Thibel. We touched on a little bit with the Mavs and Jazz. It looks like Luka's injury might be a little bit more serious than we thought, but we're going to talk about the play-in tournament with Jay. Uh, well, I got two Jays. Shit. Uh, with Justin. <laughs> so confusing. So Justin. So confusing. When these dropped yesterday, when everything was official and you saw it was Minnesota, Clippers, and New Orleans, San Antonio, what popped out to you? Just initial thoughts. I I mean, it's my initial thought is I whatever, because I, I honestly, 99% of me says I don't really care who this ends up, end up facing in the first round, second round, third round finals. Like, I frankly, I, I think this team is capable of beating anybody, anytime, anywhere. And I think everybody probably shares in that mindset. Uh, after I got past that, I guess my first thought would be, I just don't want to see the Wolves because of Patrick Beverly. I think the last time we were, I was on this pod with you guys, it, we, we talked about teams in the West that we might be concerned about. And the only one that I brought up um, uh, was, was, was the Timberwolves. And because of that reason, not because I'm worried about 
whether the Suns can beat them in a seven game series. I have zero doubt about that. But Patrick Beverly is like legit a psychopath and there there are no boundaries with that dude. And that worries me. Uh, so that that would be my my next reaction if I'm going to go super dark. But I don't think that's going to be a problem because I don't I don't think Minnesota is going to be the team that we're going to be facing anyway. If if we're if we're going to delve into that 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 discussion here. I think we definitely have to. I mean, I'm picking the Clippers to beat Minnesota, which would leave Minnesota to play the winner of New Orleans, San Antonio. Ultimately, I think Minnesota gets the eighth spot. I do think we play them. Kind of to combat your point about Patrick Beverly, bro, I feel like Book is just on another level this year. We're like, Patrick Beverly, he didn't up his ante at all, right? And the right. shenanigans that he played, you know? I mean, I guess last time when we saw Minnesota, they were all in on those Patrick Beverly shenanigans, which is fine because they were doing that in the second quarter. You should learn from that. Maybe they did. They probably didn't. <laughs> but I think Devin Booker is, is head and shoulders better than what he was last year, just, even just at decision-making alone. So I don't know if Patrick Beverly can hold down Booker like he did. I mean, he didn't hold him down. He was getting like, what, 22, 23 points? Yeah, well, and, and I don't even look at – I don't even mean it necessarily from like a, a just a defensive perspective. I'm talking from a player safety perspective. I, I mean, look at that last game. I don't know if you saw the, the footage that kind of floated around afterwards of campaign took a three and Patrick Beverly – on his closeout, like kind of lunged at him last second, like midsection kind of. And it was like, the fuck, what the fuck was that? It's, it's things like that, that worry me about Patrick Beverly, that look at the shove from behind on Chris Paul last year. I mean, it, it takes a different level psychopath to actually go and do that kind of crap in an NBA game. You know, like, like that, that cheap worries me. Right, dude. Another guy, dude. Oh, Jokic. You know, worked up. <laughs> I, I mean, and to combat that point, I think we're going to have targets on our back, and I think we should expect some sort of craziness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from other teams and some sort Certainly. of physicality. And I do think that we're – Do you, Justin, do you think we're more of a chill team than we were last year, or are we chirping even more this year? Are we the hated team? You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does, and it's a good question. I – I don't even know how to answer that. I, I, I How about this? It, I feel like the way that the team directs its anger, I guess you can say, is more focused. Like, yeah, you, you don't piss you piss this team off. I mean, how many times has it happened? Something happens in a game this season and, and, and the fan base goes, oh, you, you really you're going to poke the bear. And then sure enough, the team turns it on, you know, and then that's something that could the team do that last year? Sure. But I, I mean, I haven't sat through a game where I've, I've seen the team fall behind and I'm like, oh boy, there's no hope here. Yeah. I mean, somebody might've put a, a small wager on the money line when they were down 17 to start the fourth quarter the other night. I don't know. Crazy things like that have happened throughout the year. That's, been, that's, yeah. that's, that's, I think, <laughs> no, if, if I were a gambling man, that would have been a great move, but oh wait, it's legal now. So I can admit that I do it. Okay. Yeah. It was totally me. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, it, it, it's it's one of those things where this team has that mentality where where that 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 anger, that aggression, that perhaps in the past might have come out and been you know resulted in technicals. Which sure that still happens, but before it was okay, great, we got teed up, and now we're just still really angry and playing all discombobulated because we're just you know playing out of our minds. Whereas now you take that, it seems like the team takes that anger and uses it as focus and and just turns it to a next level, which is. 
as a fan, obviously just a beautiful thing to see. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Roy had a good question. JJ, I want you to answer this one. Who do you think the X factor will be for the playoffs? I'm assuming he means for the Suns. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, not to be, you know, bare bones basic, but it, it gotta be Booker. You know, he has a lot to prove, uh, uh, this, uh, you know, playoff run. Ooh, let's, uh, let's hold on. Let's define X factor first. X factor for me is kind of like, you know, when you're out strangled by yourself in the woods and you don't know what to do, you don't know how to build anything. And all of a sudden you reach in your pocket and you find like a pocket knife that can do 20 things, including starting a fire. Like, Boom. X factor game changer. Let's go. Somebody that can come in and change things. I don't know if Devin Booker is an X factor because everybody's going to be converging on him and Chris okay. Paul and Aiton. But if somebody else has a different definition of X factor, I mean, I, if, that. I mean, if we're rolling with uh, what you said, a Swiss army guy, then like the best guy that falls in that description is Mikael Bridges. He does all the little things. He cleans the boards. He takes the hardest assignment. He takes no breaks, and he's just resilient this year. And his offensive game has has a deeper bag, uh, like at this time now. Uh, he hasn't missed a game since uh, 2018. Well, he hasn't missed a game at all. But like ever since he's been uh, been in the league, hasn't missed a game. He's always been reliable. He's always been consistent. So if he uh, pro uh, produces in an offensive uh, way, like he's been uh, since the All Star break, like this team is going to be nasty and we're just going to like roll through the playoffs like nothing. But I think he's definitely going to be the X factor and Cam Johnson coming off, uh, coming off the bench. Like, like I hope it's a shooting clinic with him. I hope uh, like uh, usually when Cam Johnson comes back from like an injury or whatever, it usually takes him like three, four games to get back into the rhythm of things. And you know, those three, four games passed uh, already. Now we're getting into the playoffs. Now I think Cam Johnson and uh, uh, campaign uh, and JaVale are going to have like a field day uh, like uh, just uh, running the whole bench unit and stuff. So uh, those would be the main two. I saw a lot of Cam Johnson people. Uh, I'm a big Cam Johnson guy myself, but if we're talking about a Swiss army guy, yeah, the twins, you know, the twins are going to be like the X factor of uh, just the playoffs in general. You know, this team is so deep. You can kind of pick apart like who you think. You can is throw the best. darts at a dart. There isn't a wrong answer. Pick to one. Yeah. yeah. Justin, what do you think on, under that end? And I, Well, I think you can, put the twins like they count as one answer so you can just say that and that that counts and i think everybody wins and everybody's right uh because yeah. well i mean I, I i was gonna say i was gonna say cam um and and you bring up a good point jay the the he takes a little bit of time to come back from 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 injuries so it's good that he got those couple of games uh before the playoffs you know he had one where he kind of started seeming like he was picking up a little bit and then and then kind of fell back off but you know i'm, I'm not too worried about cam but i, I think he's the guy that if we get that perform those those types of performances we saw, not, even if it if it's not every game, but if we get it sporadically throughout the playoffs, the types of performances we saw going into when he got hurt as he was playing, it, it, that's going to be a huge game changer for this team because that's something that while Cam upped his game in the playoffs last year, it wasn't even to that that type of level. And and if we get that added extra gear from him add that to the offense um, and, and, the, and the firepower that we already have, uh, you know, it's hard to see anybody stopping this team. Um, and, and I think Cam, like I said, is that guy that if he performs that level, it's, it's really taking us over, over that hump. Yeah. I'm going to do something a little off the wall because you know, it's me. I don't do anything by the rules. 
I think it's going to differentiate with every single series. I think if we play Minnesota, it's going to be someone. If we play the Clippers, if we play the Clippers, I'm going to say Tory Craig because he will stop Paul George, you know? So I think it's just going to change every single one. And then Roy asked, are we going to see Aaron Holiday? I think we will, but I think we're going to see it in very sporadic spurts, like end of a quarter situation, maybe try to get a two a defensive stop for a two for one or, or bring him in at the end of the third quarter to give somebody that has three fouls, you know, just some time off, you know, two to three minutes. Maybe they want to go crazy and, and fully uh, get the bench unit to go in. And uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, play full court pressure defense. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's great in full court. I could see him doing things like that. I think it's just going to be schematically where we're going to see Aaron holiday. Justin, do you, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've kind of already seen that from from Monty, and I, I think it'll probably carry over into the postseason. Maybe, maybe he'll surprise some of us, uh, and and we'll see him jump in front of Alfred if if it comes up. But but at the end of the day, too, if we're thinking about those guys coming in, it better only be for schematic reasons or for very specific purposes, or because we're winning by so much, it's time to put the bench in. Because I don't want to have I. I if, if Monty's making a decision between putting those two guys in for any extended period of time, then there, there's a problem in front that, that we're going to be a little more concerned about. So, yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're talking playoffs here. Uh, to the extent that we see uh, you know, Aaron Holiday, it's going to be just, just for those types of limited types of purposes. I, I, I hope to God, knock on wood, yeah. that we don't see him or Elf for any other reason outside of those. Real quick, fun stat on Torrey Craig. Since coming to Phoenix in the last 27 games, he is shooting a career-best 64% from two-point range. From three-point, he's shooting 32. When he was with the Suns last year, he shot 36, for reference. But that's that's up. His rebounds are up, and his assists are up as well. His assists are, are tied for a career high right now. And Something I feel like mind. his... I feel like his three point shooting has been exponentially better as of late as compared to, cause I feel like for the first, it felt like two weeks, maybe more he was here or back here. It felt like he wasn't hitting anything from deep. Uh, so yeah. So I, I think that 32%, if you, if you take it over, you know, maybe the past 20 games or 18 games, it's probably going to be up closer to 40% or something like that. I would, I would venture to guess. So Tori is a guy who, you know, he came back and it was like everyone was stoked and, and he came out of the gates kind of slow. Uh, and now and now he's starting to pick it up at, at, at the perfect time, obviously. Obviously. And there's a bunch of comments about Shamit and everybody worried about him. But I want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat real quick. Aussie Suns fans pod. What's going on? Know a lot about you. We've heard about you over here. So thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Coach Fallen Founder, appreciate you coming in. Uh, I saw Dale in here, in here earlier. Roy, what's going on, man? Iverson Vlogs, Creepy Crawley. I love that name. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for coming in. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up, share this out, all that fun stuff. Uh, going back real quick to the, the task at hand, which is game watching. That's all we're doing with the playing games, wondering who we're going to play. Clippers versus the Timberwolves. Now, the starters for the T-Wolves, Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jared Vanderbilt, Carl Anthony Towns. On the Clippers, you're going to have Reggie Jackson, and then you're going to have Paul George, Marcus Morris, uh, Nicholas Batum, and Zubox. Off the bench, they have Rocco, Luke Kennard, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann. 
Isaiah Hartenstein, who's actually sneaky good. So they're going 10 deep. Will they go 10 deep tomorrow? I'm curious to see. Second unit for Minnesota, Jordan McLaughlin, Malik Beasley, Torian Prince, Jaden Daniels, Nas Reed. I don't see a lot of hope for Minnesota, man. I really don't. I see a lot of firepower coming out and coming out strong. Justin, are you? You know, you know I mean, you, you know, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound so promising for Minnesota. But here's the way I look at it. This just seems like it sets up very nicely for a game where somebody like Cat can go off and show that he can do some fantastic offensive stuff in games that matter, maybe kind of like a little, little bit. And then it seems also like a perfect game for playoff P to rear his head and him just kind of shit the bed. So I'm going to go just straight gut on this. Now, like I said, as you lay it out, logic dictates that it sounds like that's an uphill battle for Minnesota, but I'm I'm, I'm still going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it and say, and say that uh, the, the, the wolves are going to pull it out. Pat Beverly revenge game, dare I say? There you go. P- perhaps, maybe Pat okay. Bev shows shows that offensive bag that 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 he has. Maybe. <laughs> I think the more on brand thing is going to be the wild shot. <laughs> that, that very well. Maybe a bunch of those just happen to go in then. So, with that being said, I do think the the collection of talent at the top of both teams lies in favor of minnesota i think carl anthony towns is the best player right now i would say paul george but he's still coming off an injury we'll see how it is he looks he looks in rare form so who's to say he's even feeling anything after that anthony edwards and d'angelo russell i think are the better players no i'm gonna say anthony edwards and then reggie jackson anthony edwards is more talented reggie jackson killed us in the playoffs last year game after game after game after game but I think the talent is there. But how often does talent win? Uh, Jay, Jay Joyce, are you still going with the T-Wolves? Uh, yeah, it's one game. I think uh, the Wolves are, are only going to go like seven deep uh, just for that one game, seven, eight deep. So I think they're really going to just like uh, un- unleash, you know, just, um, you know, uh, their best possible option of being the Clippers and getting the better uh, seating in a sense. So um uh, but, the, you know, the, uh, these two teams, they match up really well. You know, that bench uh, for the Clippers, I'm like, I like a lot more than the Wolves. But again, I think the Wolves are, are only going to go 7-8 deep. But um, yeah, I, th- I see uh, Towns having a pretty big game. I, th- I think Ant will have a pretty decent game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I really haven't seen much from him this year. But like, yeah, uh, just that starting five alone, uh, I think uh, they could really just get it done for a game. In Minnesota, too. And that's going to be big in, in the in the big playoff atmosphere. Let's see how Minnesota fans uh, come out and support them. You had a really good point about D'Angelo Russell, man. I mean, 18 points, 7.1 assists. Just a few years ago on Brooklyn, he came off of 21 and, okay, 7. So he he's right there. at He's actually averaging a career high in assists. couple points under. Granted, he has Carl Anthony Towns with him. Uh, shooting 34% from three, his second worst, and it looks like second highest in free throw percentage, 41.1 on field goal percentage, which is actually pretty average for him, actually more on the lower side, believe it or not. So more minutes played, though, 32 and a half minutes. So there you go. Those are the stats on D'Angelo Russell. So he doesn't seem like the killer that he was, but still a 6'4 guard. 
I like Reggie Jackson in that matchup though. Reggie Jackson just to me looks mm-hmm. so fine tuned nowadays. Like when he was playing in OKC, he was like that spark plug. Then he goes to the Motor City, no pun intended. And he tried to carry a franchise, which clearly he wasn't set up to do. Mm-hmm. And now he's going into a really good position. In fact, I thought the Lakers were going to sign him, and I I was going to be in trouble if the Lakers went there with with Reggie Jackson and traded for uh, uh, Buddy Heald. That would have been the move the, for them. They could have made so many fantastic moves that would have made so much more sense than what they did. Everybody but, knew that except for, well, you know, LeBron and Rob Palenka. The that whole were Lakers fine. organization. The whole front office. I, I, I feel like everybody in the front office had to know too. They just, they just, they just got vetoed by, by the true GM in, in, in LeBron. But hey, it's been, it's been glorious to watch. But yeah, let's talk about the Lakers for a second. Anyway, here we go. Moving plenty. on. That was plenty of time. So you guys think minnesota beats the clippers that is wild to me and and amit said the same thing but i'm not betting on these games so hell it doesn't really overall matter to me (laughs) to me i want to play i want to play the better team i wish we could play the seven seed i wish we could play the better team that came out because i'm on my own revenge tour everybody knows that so i don't really care who we play but on the other side of it new orleans san antonio let me run this down for you real quick San Antonio, DeJounte Murray, who is arguably the better player in this game over CJ McCollum. That is that is close right there. That's a toss-up. That is a toss-up right there. You could take either team to build a franchise around, and you are set up for a while. So that kind of rinses it out there, washes it, excuse me. You got Joshua Primo, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Pertl. Second unit, Trey Jones. I like Trey Jones, by the way. Uh, Lonnie Walker, I like Lonnie Walker, but he is day-to-day. Josh Richardson, Zach Collins is back. And then Jock Landell. Man, I don't even know who that is, if I'm being honest with you. You go around the New Orleans side. I'm quite certain Jock Landell went to St. Mary's. I believe he's one of those Aussie guys that that, uh, Uh, we got the Aussie Aussie Sun fan pod in the chat. Please, please. If, if Tell us, have, boys. St. Mary's, 6'11 center. I do I do know who that is. I did see him play. He he must be new on the Spurs. I don't pay attention to the Spurs, but you can get mad at me, Aussie Suns fan. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have well, the only reason I know is because his that St. Mary's is in the same conference as the university I went to, so I actually pay attention to it. So that makes see? sense. There it is. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. First time on the pod, and I just explode all, all over the motherland for him. going over to new orleans brandon ingram was out on sunday i haven't seen anything that he is going to be out if anybody in the chat knows i'd love to hear this brandon ingram is the second best or second tier best player in this game you got cj mccollum Dejounte murray washing each Mm -hmm. other out and there's brandon ingram brandon ingram's the next one then you got herbert jones jackson hayes Jonas valanciunas valanciunas is probably the third tier best player in this right and no and the spurs don't match up in the second mm-hmm. uh unit you got jose Al- alvarado Devonte graham that's an x factor in that game trey murphy larry nance jr willie hernan gomez i'm honestly rooting for them because of willie green though y'all so justin new orleans versus san antonio who do you got I, I I'm gonna go New Orleans and and I'm rooting for them because of the Willie Green connection and obviously with the heck our old training staff still out there too right 
Um, there, there are a lot of those ties, but, but, but I think at the end of the day, you look at the talent that's there and, and you, you pointed out with Valanchunas, the, the matchup issue there. Right. I, I, I think, I think New Orleans is going to pull it out, uh, you know, regardless, um, whether that's my, my bet with my heart or with my, my head, I think, I think they're, they're prime. They're one of those teams too, that it's like, they just seem so close. And then pieces always kind of fall. I mean, look what, what they've, what they've had with, with Zion and everything. And you got a good piece, like, like CJ come in and, and build around him a little bit. They could really start something up there, I think, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick them in this game. JJ, what did you say last night again? You said it was new Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just with the addition of CJ McCollum to this team and the Willie green system, I, like this team is scary good. I like uh, uh, Alvarado's uh, defense. He's a lot like Alex Caruso, uh, but a lot more cleaner with the uh, with the defense. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ingram has a, just at least a solid game when he di- when he doesn't disappear in the second half. Uh, I don't see wh- like why this Pelicans team can't just blow out this San Antonio Spurs team. San Antonio doesn't have uh, that young anymore, uh, uh, and uh, with other uh, pieces too. Is Pirtle playing? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. playing. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, he's nice. He can do some things. Yeah, yeah he can do some things. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's no reason why uh, uh, the Pelicans uh, shouldn't win it. So. I I completely agree. But to that end, I know you guys didn't pick the the Timberwolves to lose, but for me, it, I I do want to play the Spurs also because I do want to beat the Spurs. I just don't see, I don't see a realm of possibility for them to get into that position. I don't see yeah. them beating any team in this. So they're going to be one and done in my books. New Orleans going to go and take on the T-Wolves in my bracket. I think New Orleans is going to beat the T-Wolves too. I think they do have a better team. That's who I got. But Justin, please, who do you got between the Clippers and the Pelicans? <laughs> you know, whew. I, I don't know if I've even thought this far ahead. Let's go. But – I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep the momentum going for, for new Orleans and say, they're going to pick up that win over San Antonio. They're just going to roll that right into a win over the clips. And we're going to have new Orleans in the first round. That's what that's, that's, that's what I'm going with. That's seems like a beautiful matchup too. It seems nicely poetic. We get to avoid the, 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 the psychosis of Pat Bev and, and we get to, Maybe maybe have a gentleman's sweep in the first round just to give a little bit of a little hat tip to our our, our brothers, our former brothers. Thank you there for playing. I love it. One hundred percent. JJ, do you share the same sentiments, or do you see the Clippers coming out? Uh, no, I'm on the same boat as uh, Justin. Uh, I don't necessarily want to play against the Wolves. Uh, yeah, I just don't want to go through another broken nose and like unnecessary uh. fouls from. Uh, Patrick Beverly, he he's just a menace. I don't want to deal with that again, especially this early. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, like, uh, yeah, let's not play the the Wolves, and I ra- I rather take my chances against the Clips. Man, I, I'm still over here being like, run it back, run it back, run it back. Give me the Clippers, give me the smoke, give me whoever. I I honestly don't, I honestly don't care. I think it is going to be really yeah. good basketball. I don't care either. I I don't care either. <laughs> so. Over on the Eastern Conference, uh, who do you happen to have over there? Let me pull the bracket back up. Uh, let me share this real quick. We've got Atlanta and Charlotte at the 9-10, Brooklyn and Cleveland. Do you have any inkling that the Cavaliers can try to make a game out of it, Justin? No. No. 
Yeah. Jer- I, and I saw today Jared Allen's out, right? Yep. 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 Oh, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And they're the no, home yeah. team. Yeah. No. Okay. Then no. Atlanta, Charlotte. Who do you got? Atlanta. At Atlanta. I'll go Atlanta. Oh, I'll go Atlanta. Yep. Yeah. Charlotte, Atlanta. Atlanta. I'll go Atlanta there. Atlanta at Cleveland. Who do you got? I'll take Atlanta on that one too. Yeah. We were all, all the same consensus there. So if we do play Minnesota, you talked about Pat Bev, the craziness, all mm-hmm. that. We, we kind of had a good foundation there playing the Clippers and all those wings, one point guard, one center, one kind of a bruiser and heart and sign. It's hard to call him like a center center, mm-hmm. but all that firepower with Mook, which I hate saying that, but he can drop 20 to 24 on you. Norman, and he Powell always does it against the Suns. Always does it against the Suns. Yeah. Norman Powell can go off for 30. The good thing is about Mook going off, let him get 13 in the first quarter. Let Marcus Morris talk all the trash he wants in the first quarter. So we can just get that out of the way and start beating them in the second quarter. <laughs> right. So that right. That's kind of okay. Uh, Nicholas Batum, a guy that can air it out, always plays good against us. Rocco, the same kind of guy. He's their power forward. Do you? What kind of pitfalls do you see if the Suns play the Clippers? Well, I mean, I think the one, I, all that you just laid out. I mean, if if you if you look at it next to next to Minnesota, I think the most talent that you see at least top to bottom in, in those, those teams in the play in round uh, rest there in, 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 excuse me, in LA with the Clippers. Uh, and obviously they have a lot of experience too, when it comes to playoff basketball. Uh, so frankly, when I look at those four teams and again, am I worried about anyone? No, but gun to my head, if you had to say rank them, which ones are you the which one are you the most worried about? It would probably be the Clippers for that reason. And and, and I think the playoff experience thing is 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 a big factor that maybe doesn't get spoken about enough, uh, yep. which perhaps speaks volumes about what the Suns did last year with, with as little playoff experience as they had outside of guys like Jay and Chris Paul, obviously. Um, but you take that Clippers team with that type of experience, that type of firepower, have, you know, Paul George, if, if he is the playoff P that he so firmly believes rests within him, um, that, that can be a scary team. So uh, if, if I were, like I said, gun to my head, say which of those teams concern me the most, it would probably be them. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, whoever it might be, bring it on. It's, it's, it's going to be a series that the Suns are going to win anyway. I would also really love to see Memphis versus the Clippers or Memphis versus T-Wolves. I mean, I really don't care which one of those wins to play that. I don't, I think if it's the Clippers, I think the Clippers beat Memphis. If it's the T-Wolves, I think Memphis beats the T-Wolves. Just throwing that out there as, as a hunch. I, I mean, who has the best coach of those four teams? We're going to say pop. Right. No. But no, we're going to say Popovich is the best coach, coach though, right? But he don't have a squad, right? So who's the next best coach? Ty Lue, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm 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 a little bit worried about them, but I know that we have Tory Craig. So pandemic P, not playoff P. No, we had uh, the homie Specs on last night, and he said PG thirteen percent. Dude, I like that. I have not heard that one before. That's I brilliant. I didn't hear that either. So shout out That's to brilliant. him. Uh, PG 13%. Either way, we both collectively kind of feel, uh, 
I take that back. You guys feel like it's New Orleans. I feel like we're going to play Minnesota or the Clippers. We're going to get a good team either way. If we play New Orleans, Justin, I feel like we have a way to shut down CJ McCollum. You shut down McCollum. That's kind of their driving force on offense. Yeah. So that's an easier team to shut down. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one, one major cog really, you know, throws, throws a wrench in their system at a 100% agree there. Whereas the Clippers shut down one, they've got other pieces that might be able to step up uh, 100%. Jay, before we get out of here, what kind of, uh, of thoughts have you come across today on Twitter, on the timeline and thinking Phoenix Suns? you woke up like, Oh, just, you know, in your, in your thoughts and in your feels. So, any any uh, bright news for us today that you got? Uh, no, uh, I'm just extremely confident. You know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I, it was a lot of worry last year going into the playoffs because you know we went like ten years without playing in the playoffs at all. Then going straight to the finals and stuff, we definitely overachieved, and I was just proud to you know witness that. But now uh, we're getting ready for the playoffs now, and there really isn't a team that kind of comes close to like how efficient uh, the Suns are, how just ball dominant they are, how they work like uh, just how they play off the ball, how everybody just knows what to do. Everyone knows their assignment. Someone plays outside of their position. Just everybody knows what they're doing. Um, like if, like if uh, you're not looking at like analytical stuff and you're looking to hand out awards, uh, you know, uh, this year, you know, the, the Suns kind of like cleaned the slate, you know, coach of the year, MVP, defensive player of the year, yeah. I, mo- uh, uh, six man of the year, maybe Cam, if you want to throw him in there. Um, that. Mo- most, yeah, mo- like most improved, uh, uh, probably Mikhail. Uh, his offensive bag is a lot deeper too, if you want to give him that too. Like, uh, like they could definitely clean the slate, but, you know, they're not. But uh, I'm just really confident uh, uh, with the Suns this year and, uh, I'm, you know, I just can't wait till Sunday so we can get this ball rolling, you know, so we can document all of our reactions, you know, at, at the it's, end. So. It's going to be a wild time on, in the Suns podcasting uh, syndicate, <laughs> if you will. It's I'm busy, busy, busy times, busy times. Hey, did you guys see, did you guys see the, uh, NBA, the, the refs for the playoffs were released today? No, I didn't. Oh, my, one of my God. favorite topics. I'll hold just on, say, I'll just on, say buckle, buckle up. Phone. Buckle up, just buckle up. Every name that you don't want to see on there is one hundred percent on there, of course, including so. you know who. So, so yeah, like literally, I'm like yeah, every like. Let me just let me just search through my old tweets of like every one of these names, and I guarantee you, there's probably at least one about them. So, I'll do that. Tomorrow I'm excited for you. Don't worry. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll do <laughs> the like, there's on there. 47 of these uh, these officials have been named in tweets by Sosa's J. Troubling, troubling stats. <laughs> what about at the what about at, at your kids' soccer tournaments? How's that going with the the referees? Are, are you okay? Everything's or? been good. Everything's been fine. Good. You know, the referees have really really been. I, I applaud them. They do a fantastic job keeping keeping level heads on that on that field with the eight year olds. Sometimes it gets out of hand, but. No, no violent, no violent attacks on the field. So everything's been been calm. So I'm happy to report. And season's almost over. So I I tell you, man, it's not like when I was a kid back then. We didn't know what the hell was going on on the soccer field. These kids, these kids, next level. I don't know. It blows my mind. 
<laughs> we got a couple questions in the chat here I'd like to get to. Uh, they're asking you, Justin. Everybody wants to hear from uh -oh. Justin today. It's this crazy thing that's going on on the podcast. But uh, where was it? Iverson Vlogs asked, what series are you most excited for that does not include the Suns? Going to bring up the, the bracket. Yeah, bring it up. Because actually I was talking about this today with or the other day with somebody, and I can't remember what it was. Let's see. It was – Ah, the prospect of a potential Golden State-Dallas second-round matchup. Is that right? Would that match up right? No, that would not match that up would, right. We wouldn't match up with them. No, that would, that would, uh, be, that would be Golden no, State. No, Golden State-Memphis. Golden State-Memphis. That was the one Thanks that I was thinking out. would be a potential. Yeah, yeah. Am I right I there? I got one. that matchup yep, right, right? Yep, yes, yep, yeah. Yep, you're good. I'm like I need Utah this. to win yeah, that no, matchup. I, Say that again. I want, I want I want Utah to win that matchup so I can selfishly go to a Suns Jazz. There you go. That's game. that's right, dude. That would be great. I would love. That would to be do beautiful that. for you guys. Yeah, but no, I, I think the you know the, for obvious reasons, Golden State Memphis series would be a lot of fun. So I, I would say that that's one that I'd be looking forward to outside of any Suns one. So who do you got, Jazz or Mavs? Okay. Well, now I feel like now I got to say jazz just so you get to go to a game. I mean, I, I would love to. I would love that for you, but for for me, I feel like the the joy of eliminating Dallas directly from a playoff round would just be would just be icing on the cake for for everyone who's you know been on the DA train since the DA train you know arrived in Phoenix, if you will. So I think that would be yeah. that would be fun for everybody to see. Um, it, it could theoretically incite like a little civil war within Sun's Twitter, which is never, never all that great, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe the joyous occasion will truly unite everybody that, that see, that would be something that would be something that would be, that would be imagine Sun's Twitter actually coming together. Full piece, full, right? full piece, full scale piece. Forget it. Then, then, then everything, then it's over for the world. Then it, it's just Suns Twitter will just rule everything. I well, feel. we, we kind we kind of did with Suns and Four Guy when that came around. I mean, I really yeah. feel like we had the upper hand in just about everything in life. Yeah, that's so. that's true. Well, then then we had then we had Money Guy show up and it kind of knocked us down like seven pegs. Yeah, really. It's like okay, so we're Suns and Four Guy. That's as a one off. That's awesome. But then when you combine the two, even though they're not connected in any way, shape, or form, just kind of sends a, the, the, the wrong vibe out there, perhaps. But do, hey. do you remember the four kids that all took their shirts off against the Nuggets? Oh, is that Tory Craig there? dunk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Kids are that great. was a good yeah. one. Um, oh, Aussie yeah, Suns fan, I don't think Kawhi plays at all, even though he's walking around. Even if he did come back, I wouldn't expect much from him, but I've been wrong. Actually, I've never been wrong. I've been mistaken. I've only been mistaken. Uh, like next like next one, Justin, do you think Joker will challenge the Warriors? That's I, I think absolutely. I mean, I think they're going to – Think about the matchup issues that they have when they face the Suns. I mean, they they throw Draymond at at Da. We see how that works out. Um, they're going to have the same issue, I think, with 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 Jokic. I mean, Jokic is one of those guys that like Da. They can't they can't play him out of a game like they could with like maybe like Rudy. Right? They're going to have to deal with Jokic no matter what, and I, I think he's going to create a big matchup problem for them. I think for them, if to 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 get past the Jokic. Well, first of all, they're going to need Steph to be back and Steph to be healthy. Uh, and they're need, they're going to need him and clay to play, to play well and not to play like, you know, 30% three point shooting Steph Like we've seen from time and time again throughout the season this year. Wild shot. 
I just had to interrupt you like, and be like, yeah, that's, is that like the is that like the 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 playoff me, the music like at the at the Oscars when they play them off? That's like the cutoff. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no, that's that's more of that was my imitation of Clay and Steph shooting a shot. I did not mean to interrupt fair, your whole thought, but I don't think worry. I, more, it wasn't going anywhere else. Yeah, I do think a really good question also by Roy. If I can find it, do you think Da will play well in the playoffs? Yeah, if I may, if I may go first, yes, I do. I oh, yeah. DA seems. I think. We, I think we can all see that DA has like. There's he. He he's not exactly a self motivator. He needs something that's motivating him, and it seems like big matchups and things like the playoffs seem to do that to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure, we only really have last year to go off of, but so far he's shooting a hundred percent as far as I see it for for playoff. Uh, you know, high level basketball. So I would expect nothing Plus else from him this year. Plus the bubble. Exactly. When he when he gets up, when we've needed him the most, he has consistently shown up and shown up in the biggest right. way to the point where he literally won us a game in the Western Conference Finals. He does exactly. what we need him to do when the biggest and brightest lights are down, and that's playoff basketball time. So I fully expect Da to be. Will he have a run like he did last year? I don't know if he can do that because he's added more shots to his game. I think he's mm-hmm. just naturally going to miss more. He's naturally going to miss a floater here or there, naturally going to miss an elbow or baseline jumper. You know, that's just going to happen. So I don't think he can do that. I'd be surprised if he did, not to say he can't, but I do think he's going to average something ridiculous like 16 and a half boards a game. I think his rebounding well, numbers are going to be crazy. I think he's going to be snatching up. I, I like, I hope. Oh, oh wholeheartedly believe he's going to be like bomb rushing the rim for rebounds, hopefully, because we didn't get that last year. Uh, like the rebound disparity was a thing every game, every series. So yeah, if DA does well, that and Tory Craig crashes it too. It's, yeah. it's GG. But, and it's one of those things too, where it's like, if DA comes out and he doesn't do what he did, did last year, that's okay. Because I mean, let's. I, I don't have it in front of me. I, I we we all remember all the stats we saw and how that was historical compared to other big men, especially you know that early in his career. So if he doesn't come back and perform at a historic pace, okay. But if he comes back and does, like you said, coach, exactly what we need him to do when we need him to do it, that's what matters. Because at the end of the day, this is this 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 team is exactly that. It's a team, right? This isn't a group of guys that are collectively put together they're top heavy trying to you know buy a championship this was a team that's put collectively together with everybody having a role in mind and as long as da lives up to the potential that he has and plays to that potential and fills that role when the team needs him to in the playoffs then he's doing everything he needs to do as far as i'm concerned mm. Mm. he's on fire mm. perfect <laughs> perfect answer <laughs> I don't even want to take any more questions because that was the most perfect answer, except for this last one. Aussies <laughs> get there for the NBA finals to watch the Suns win the chip. Are we doing a massive group podcast? I might not be sober enough to be able to comprehend my words. Will I arrive? Yes. Will I give something informative? No, probably not. <laughs> but the answer if you're is expecting you, you, good you, commentary when that happens. <laughs> you're not going to get it. I'm not hosting shit that time. Let me tell you. I'm getting a thick Cuban. I'm gonna buy it uh, on Saturday, and I'm just gonna, I'm just going to store it in here. 
Uh, I'm not going to say it's for the purpose of when we win it. It's just for a good occasion. And I, I like, uh, I'm also going to get, you know, some devil's lettuce and have that little stored somewhere. And it, like, I'm going to be ready. I like, I'm going to be ready. Aussies or right, be prepared, man. You guys, you guys got to do like a little crossover action with them. those guys are, those guys are a blast. I tell you, Lord, I tell you, some no, nothing, Aussies, nothing, nothing's more satisfying than doing a podcast for like an hour or two and just hearing Australian accents. It's just lovely. It, it truly Absolutely. is. So I completely agree. I always feel smarter probably because, you know, I lived in the South for so long and I had to hear that accent. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, Ooh, this sounds so sophisticated. I love it. Everything sounds sophisticated compared to that. Even Canadians. Oh, boy. Let me tell you what. With that being said, Justin, thank you for coming on. Tell everybody where they can find you and give a a shameless plug to your podcast. (laughs) I I absolutely will. I appreciate you guys having me on. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at SosasJ, my podcasting partners. Paul is at Dervish of World. Dan is, uh, what is he now? At Daniel Duarte One, I believe it is, since he has uh, made his illustrious return to Twitter. And our pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And you can find uh, Fan of the Flames and uh, Into the Valley podcast, Bright Side of the Sun podcast network over at brightsideofthesun.com. Boom. I love it. Tomorrow night, we are going to have the one and only. John Voida from Suns Jam Session Podcast joining us. And tomorrow night, we will find out who we don't play tomorrow night. They're going to be taking action. It is both sides are going to be the seventh and eighth seed on both sides. So by the time we come on tomorrow night, we're going to find out just a little bit more about the Suns. Hopefully, we got some Suns news to break to you guys. But thank you so much for joining. Please like, leave a comment, share this out, subscribe, hit the bell, all the fun stuff. The DMs are open. Let's interact during this playoff push. And let's have some fun. Go Suns. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, guys. No fun can hang, running with the gang, no need to explain, I pull up and it's They cannot contain, me moving through the lane, every little setback, I step back and then it's No no fun can hang, running with the gang, no need to explain, I pull up and it's They cannot contain, me moving through the lane, every little setback, I step back and then it's they tried to put nicks in my armor, but I've been mellow since college. Made this vixen a mama, and I'm still blazing trails out here amidst all the drama. I keep going out of love, not conditions or commas. Plus the hooks apply, new career.